You're listening to the Seth Adam Podcast. You can tell who the real ones are, they won't get you down. You can tell who the real ones are, they won't let you down. Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, the Seth Adam Podcast. Hope you're digging it, hope you're into it. Hey, I was supposed to have a different guest this week. I pre-record the, the sessions to broadcast on Mondays. I'm a day late this week. I apologize. Uh, my original guest that was scheduled for Sunday to have a podcast session, she had to reschedule. So I had to scramble to find somebody, and I ended up interviewing my wife. Uh, she's a business owner here in New Haven, Connecticut with her partner, Dan. They own the Hive Hair Studio. I actually had them in here for the second week of this podcast, and I ran into some terrible, terrible technological problems. I hit a wrong button, which is kind of embarrassing because I record music. I don't know what I did. But for whatever reason, uh, that original broadcast didn't make the light of day. So we're here this week with my wife, Jenna Volano, owner of the one of the owners of the Hive Hair Studio. But before we get into the podcast, uh, I have a crazy busy week, and I hope I get to see some of you. I'm really looking forward to it. On Tuesday, May 7th, I'll be in Wallingford at the WPAA television station doing a Music for a Purpose broadcast. There's going to be a little bit of an interview, a little bit of uh, performance, and I'm looking forward to it. It's free and open to the public, and it starts around 5.30, 6 o'clock. So if you're in the area, stop in. On Wednesday, May 8th, I'll be in Darien, Connecticut at Rory's. It's a favorite little haunt of mine. I, I usually have a lot of fun there. I, I try different things because it's so low-key and, and just fun and intimate. I try a bunch of different things. So that's a fun one. That's free. That's May 8th on Wednesday. It's 8.30, Darien, Connecticut. On Thursday, May 9th, I'll be in Hartford, Connecticut at Spectra Wired Cafe. Uh, that's an early one at 5 o'clock. That's always a fun one, too. I like it there a lot. On Friday, I'll be in Cheshire, Connecticut at CJ Sparrow, another really fun spot. Uh, John is great over there. I actually need to get him in and talk about his business because uh, he's run a great show, and he's he does actually actually does a lot for the community. It's really cool. On Saturday, May 11th, the final show for the week. I'll be in Old Saybrook at Penny Lane Pub with my buddy, David Keith. We do our little duo thing there. And that, too, is always fun. Uh, and then, hey, don't forget, this Sunday, May 12th, is Mother's Day. Can you believe it? It's Mother's Day already. Everything's flying by. All right, well... I'm sorry if this uh, if this particular podcast comes off as a little low energy. Um, I was on the road last week with Sister Willow. It was so much fun, but there was a lot of driving and very little sleep. I still had to be kind of a dad and do my domestic responsibilities, so I, I was driving a lot between Pennsylvania, New York, and and Connecticut. Um, and for those of you that came out to the show in New Haven at the State House this past Saturday, thank you. That was awesome. I got to open up the show, and it was just a blast. I had so much fun. And plus, I really loved playing bass for Sister Willow uh, 
George Lassoux was in the band on guitar. David Keith was on drums. Uh, and, of course, the amazing singers, Megan Cheneau, Abigail Zyga, and Chrissy Gardner. Uh, just so much fun. I had a really great time. And it was nice to, to be a hired gun, as strange as that may sound. Okay, my spiel is over. Um, I'm very proud to present a New Haven business owner. Uh, here it is, Jenna Volano from The Hive Hair Studio. Enjoy. Okay, folks, welcome to the Seth Adam Podcast. This week, we have Jenna Volano from the Hive Hair Studio in lovely New Haven, Connecticut. Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Took a while this, to get on here. I know. This is the second time that you're here because you were here with your partner, Dan, the first time. Yep. And everything went really smoothly until I did something on my laptop that was just horribly technologically incorrect is the best bad. way I could describe it. I, I certainly messed up. So I appreciate your time being here. Yeah. I know you have a busy schedule. We're just going to start off with my uh, full disclosure segment. Full disclosure, folks, today's guest happens to be my wife. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We're going to try to keep this as professional as possible and not let our, our, uh, our married life get in the way. So let's talk about that. Let's, too. Pre- let's just <laughs> no. I got some things. <laughs> well, let's just let's just pretend we, we we just met, which is really hard. Anyway, so let's talk about the Hive Hair Studio. Yes. Is this your is this your passion? This is your baby. This is your your everything. This is my first baby. What made you want to get into doing hair, like cutting hair, like years ago? Like yeah, like when you first started off. What made you want to get into it? Honestly? No, lie. <laughs> Please lie. I didn't have to go to college. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah, I just really was really bad at school and I wanted to make money and it seemed like a great way to make money until I figured out what I really wanted to do with my life. Have you figured out what you really want to do with your life I mean, yet? It's still fine. <laughs> so... Avoid school, avoid college, avoid. Yes, I didn't. I kind was of like not, scholastic. Yeah, work. I wasn't really great at book work. I was kind of a, a not a screw up. I wouldn't say because I actually was in honor classes. I just really hated. Mm-hmm. I just hated the whole structure of school, and I couldn't imagine doing it for another four years after. Well, let's be honest. I dropped out of high school, so um, I dropped out in junior year. So, ended up getting like my GED. And then uh, I couldn't imagine sitting in another classroom again. So you just weren't into academia, basically? Not at all. Yeah. Well, I can understand that. And how long have you been doing hair? How long have you been into it, into the field? Uh, 14 years. 14 years. Has it been personally rewarding or is it still just kind of... Uh... No, it's been incredibly rewarding. I mean, I met, I've met thousands of people. You know, and got to travel, and I got to, um, I've got to open, you know, own my own business in the end. And that was, that's, I think, what a lot of people would love to do was just work for themselves. You did get to travel. You went to California for a little bit, right? I did. For, uh, I went to the Vidal Sassoon Academy out in Santa Monica, California for uh, a four week course to get my master's uh, cutting and coloring certificate. And how are people there in that field compared? to 
the East Coast? I mean, it, it, is it the I same think it's or? all the same. You know, I yeah. mean, when I was in there in that uh, school, there were from people from all over the world. There was people in my class from Japan and from Russia and from South America, uh, South America and South Africa. Hmm. So I got there. I mean, there were people from all over the world and we all had the same uh, passion. So I think the people that I also met out in California, they they were the same as here. I mean, they were just, they just looked better because they're from California. I think just. <laughs> <laughs> so with the, with your new business, how, how did you de- how did you decide that you wanted to actually go into business for yourself? Um, I think working for different people and you see what, you see what people do wrong in their business and working for somebody for a long time, you're, you know, you're, or just even a short time, you're like, you know, I just, I don't want to do this for somebody else anymore. Mm-hmm. Or you want to just do it on your own terms. So they're making mistakes, ruining their business essentially, or not even ruining. I mean, some people have been in this industry for a long time and own their own business for a while and you could see flaws in it. I mean, being on the outside of, and business. you don't want to like be a part of that. Somebody no, else's exactly, flaws. exactly. And you just you're like, you know, I think I could do this. I don't want to say better, but yeah, I think I can do this for myself and be happier. So when did when did you when did the hive start? 2014. 2014, and you did it completely by yourself, right? Um, I did the beginning completely by myself. Um, I worked, you know, bartended at night while opening up. Wow. The business to make sure I still can cover my bills. I mean, we were living together. You remember that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. And uh, it probably wasn't until the Daily Nutmeg article came out that it really took off. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember reading about that a while back. Which was like the worst day ever to get interviewed. <laughs> Why? So the interviewer comes the you know first... She's like, you know, this, she was actually getting a haircut that day. She scheduled an appointment and she was going to interview me while getting a haircut. And it was really, really cold. I'm pretty sure it was December or January. It was just a really cold day. And my first client comes in and he is a man who is, who is blind, which, and he, he fell on the sidewalk coming in. Oh, no. And he got up and he just, his hands were completely bloody. And I was like, oh my oh, God, no. get in here. So he comes in and um, get into the sink and he turned the water on and there's no water. Oh, so there's no water coming out of the faucet. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. So he got him cleaned up. I had to call the plumber. The plumber comes and he's just this, this guy who's just really, just really just not a professional kind of guy. And he had to snake the, uh, the, the pipe the, to unfreeze the pipes in the bathroom, which mm-hmm. is a, so, but to do that because of where the building is and how the plumbing is all located, they actually have to run a, the line all the way from outside to go to Casius downstairs to Casius. It's like, it was like this huge production to get this, these pipes unfrozen while the, you know, the interview comes in, I can't even give her the full experience of washing her hair or, and the entire time, we have the plumber just like making comments every time I'm answering a question. He would make a comment oh, no. after it. <laughs> and it was literally, I was like, this is going to be awful. I'm going to have the worst review of the, you know, this, this salon, my baby, like all of my money and hard work's going, going to just go out the window. But she wrote the nicest article ever. Oh, nice. And she was just so sweet. And it, it, I think it came out two months after that. 
And, you know, I got a text really early in the morning from one of my clients saying, hey, you're famous. <laughs> and it was just um, – the, I looked at my email and there was the article and it was just so nice. And th- from then on, the phones haven't stopped. I was going to say, did it like put a bump in the business? Oh my gosh. It was, we had to hire, we had to start hiring people. Um, you know, went through, you know, we hired uh, two hairdressers and a receptionist because I couldn't handle the phones anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, we start we started opening seven days a week. It kind of took off really fast in a way I wasn't expecting. And I don't know if I could handle it that well in the beginning. Oh, that's great. Um, do you, you, since you're located downtown, do you see, you see an influx of, of Yale students, right? We see a lot of grad students and we do have undergrads, but definitely they're not our main focus because we are slightly off campus. And I feel like a lot of the undergrads are a little scared to go outside the Yale bubble. Oh yeah. 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 And what about doing business in New Haven? Like I'm always curious about, I I, I know other people that have done businesses in other towns. How is, uh, how is your relationship with, with uh, setting up a business in New Haven or in, even in Connecticut for that matter? Um, Has it been challenging? Like, did they give you a hard time? Did no, I think it, they were – it was fine. I mean, setting up the, I mean, the salon that where the, the first hive was located was a salon beforehand, so I didn't have to go through okay. zoning or anything like that. There was no special um, meetings I had to go to or anything. So setting up was pretty straightforward. Uh-huh. So with your influx of new customers, and, and mm-hmm. this is going back, we're still in 2014, right? 2014? Yeah, because it was, no, 2000, yeah, 2014 is when we... Still built a relatively new business. Yeah. This article comes out, you see an instantaneous bump in business. Yep. So now you're jamming. And what what is your uh, average work week? Are you still bartending at this point, or... At that point, I think after the article came out, I had to stop bartending. Was that busy? It was just I was exhausted. Oh, well, I'm sure. <laughs> Late nights bartending. You're top rated on Yelp. Yes. Correct. Yes. What kind of pressure does that add to you? Or the Yelp business? and I have a love hate relationship. <laughs> I hate. I Yelp. love. Yeah, I love them when they're nice to me, and I hate them when they're <laughs> mean to me. Um, you know, Yelp is like a, is like a small business mafia. They like to push you around and I still five years later get calls from them at least once a week trying to have them, you know, have that they try to have us subscribe to their services for ads and things like that. And if you need anything, no, you know, I don't need anything, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, they're all the way in California and they, they're based out of um, San Francisco, so they they can't see. What so we're they don't doing. really have they a ground don't, don't team have here. Any. No, they have no ground team. They just I'm constantly getting emails and, but it is like Yelp is is a weird weird thing. I think the the next generation come up coming up kind of doesn't trust Yelp as much as I think the uh-huh. prior generation. I'm seeing a lot of people say they you know, the, I think if you can click on somebody that gave a bad review, you'll see that they gave a lot of bad reviews to right. a lot of people. They're just not happy people. And I just want to say the common denominator here is you. Oh yeah. That happened to me. I was playing a gig and well, it didn't happen to me personally because I'm not necessarily a business, but I played a 11th street bar in New York city. And there's this group of people there from Brazil and they were rather noisy. And my friend Todd actually pulled them aside. Well, didn't pull them aside, but just said like on the microphone, he said, to please stop talking. And then I saw like a few weeks later, they wrote a review and gave 
the 11th Street Bar a bad review because <laughs> because of us. Yeah. But it was pretty ridiculous because it really had no reflection on the bar. And, yeah, I, I think you're right. There's a lot of people that just go on those review things and just for – yeah. It's part of their personality to complain about stuff. Oh, completely. Because they have nothing else to do. Does it yeah. actually give you a bump, though? I mean, I mean, to be top rated on Yelp, you actually have to be doing a great job. And, and I'd like to think that. Doing awesome. I'd like to think that. I mean, um, we, we have really great stylists who work with us. And uh -huh. they're all – we all kind of have somewhat of the same personality where we're pretty laid back and really customer focused. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're not, then you usually don't really – I don't want to say last, but yeah. And you say we, because there is a we. There now. is a we now. You, um, you have. I have a have, business you have a partner. Lot of, oh, you have a business partner, Dan yes, Lyon. Dan who Lyon could, who couldn't, couldn't be, be here, here today. Tonight. But uh, so my other long, husband. <laughs> your other husband. How long have you been partnered up with Dan? Since 2016. And has that helped? Oh my god! You? It helped me so much mentally. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know. We have two shops now, and that's when we uh -huh. I, I took on Dan as a business partner because we worked together at a different shop um, for years, years ago, uh, for about five years together, and we always had a great chemistry working mm -hmm. together. Um, our we just seem to flow really well together. Uh, we have the same crazy work ethic where we just don't stop working, mm -hmm. so that's really nice to have. Yeah, and. Um, you know, and we're at different points in our lives. He's uh, he has kids that are older, mm. and now I have a little one. Oh. So we're at different points where he can take more of a, a, a leading role when I have to kind of step back. Uh -huh. And it's really nice to know that the hive isn't going to suffer because I can't be there physically as much anymore. Yeah, I was going to ask: Is there at times when you need to push and he pulls exactly? And, and vice versa. Yeah, and when so his kids, you know, symbiotic. Have Exactly. And when his kids yeah. have, you know, things, you know, between school and health and things like that, he can, he can, you know, leave for a bit and I can take the reins for a bit. So it's nice ebb and flow that we have. And you were both working at the same salon. We were. Which leads me to my question in that there is a multiple amount of competition in the area yes a multitude of, of competition there is in the area. but there's also and 120,000 people in new haven that's true i was going to say how much how much attention do you pay to the competition does it matter or you i don't just feel guys like it matters like... because i feel like we can't do everybody's hair right you know and i want everybody to succeed i want all the salons in new haven to succeed because i want like new haven just to be really the best it can be in, in all aspects and our food where you have an amazing food scene and what, and I want our yeah. beauty industry to also be amazing. I think that's a key point. I, I started reading this book. It's like called, called the power of 10 X or something like that. And, uh, one of the concepts that the author states is that there's no on, there's no limited amount of success. No. So if you're successful, it doesn't mean that nobody else behind you exactly. can't be successful. Everybody can be successful in their own respective industries and at their own different levels. Yeah. And I feel like I'm, I have a really great relationship with most of the salons in New Haven. And Yeah, yeah. reciprocal of that is you look at other salons for help. Yeah, you know, um, when somebody comes, you know, a stylist comes from a different salon and asks for a job, I do call her references and... Usually mm -hmm. they'll give me an honest answer 
um, you know, she was awesome or, you know, maybe she's not a team player. Uh, also, when I we can't do somebody's hair mm-hmm. and they need it done that day, it's like, you know what? This salon has probably has an opening. Why don't you call them? Or, well, you know, or this salon is great at keratin treatments or this salon is great at bridal things, you know, things that we don't specialize in. Do you actually, that's a great, great topic. Do you kind of limit what you do? I know some, some, some facilities we do, we do everything under the sun. We don't. You don't. We specializing in uh, cutting color and styling. We do not do um, keratin treatments. We don't do perms. We've tried to actually um, make our product line as natural as possible because we're handling those these products all day. And we use Aveda um, products, which are um, 98% naturally derived ingredients. And that's kind of a big deal that you're in Aveda salon too, right? It's a huge deal. Yeah. It, it, it was, it's been a great choice to switch over to them. And you have employees. We have employees. <laughs> we have at this point, um, seven employees. Is that, I don't know. I, I don't want to ask any questions to get anybody in trouble. Is that, uh, a headache sometimes. Oh my god, they're all they're all headaches. <laughs> they're like my kids. Kid or elaborate. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, they're like, they're like, you feel like you have to take care of them sometimes, but not in a bad way. Like you like you have a lot of love for them, and you 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 spend a lot of time with them. You spend more time with your coworkers than you do your own family. That's true. And right. a lot of these girls are younger than me, so. I feel like I have to guide them sometimes or they'd say things and I'm like, oh my God, did I sound that way when I was 21? Are you motherly? I try to be as motherly as possible. And not, do you, you don't try to be boss lady. Oh, sometimes I have to be boss lady. You do have to be boss lady. Yeah. You have to, uh... You have to, you have to just make things known that need to be done. You have to be the boss. You, you have to take the reins. You do. Sometimes and you, you just can't always be their friend. No, it's, there's a there's a, a very there's a balance I like to strike with them where it's like we're cool, we're not that cool. And how do you feel as a as a business owner, owner as a female business owner? Mm-hmm. Do you experience some sexism or anything like that, or have you experienced any kind of sexism through the years? Oh my especially god! Especially in this industry. Oh my god! So much, so so much. Um, so many stories with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was just finished hairdressing school, I was probably like eight, I was 18 when I finished hairdressing school. I worked for the salon out in Clinton that's no longer there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the owner wasn't a, uh, barber or anything like that. And he, him and his wife owned this, it was a men, <clears throat> a men's only salon. Mm-hmm. And they did, uh, you know, haircuts, but they also did, pedicures and manicures and facials and things like that so i got put into a room with a man to give him a manicure so it 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 was just a weird setup now that i'm looking back at it it's like why did i take this job but there was like a lazy boy chair and the guy sitting there and i'm like have a stool and i'm like doing his nails and he it's like you know sports center is on and you Mm -hmm. know he gets a beer and all that oh wow and all of a sudden the guy the owner kind of like just shuts the door on me. Ooh, creepy. It was really creepy. Wow. And I, I kind of quit like a few days after that because I mean, he kind of would say things like just, he would just say very, you know, gross things, gross, like gross things to me. And I'm like, you know, I just don't think this is the job for me. And like, make sure you do a good job. 
No, not like that. Just like it's or... just weird. I don't know. You know, I was it was so long ago, and I don't remember the things. But I just know I felt very uncomfortable. And then you know, working at other uh, salons, uh, I've had a few male bosses who have said pretty disgusting things to me. Mm, that's unfortunate. It is, but you know, that's why you have to surround yourself with positive male. That's the uh, uh, you know employees and yeah, I, I know coworkers. That's the key with everything. It's just setting up positive people in your life that exactly. are going to help you kind of fulfill your your destiny, your dream, and everything. What about today? Like, uh, do you have to deal with any vendors or neighbors or, or or even customers that kind of try to pull that man game on you? Oh my at god! All? S- still, yes. Um, they're they're much older guys now, so it's actually kind of comical at some points now when they do these things. Are they like? Oh, you little lady, like you own the salon? No, not even that. They just, I, I think I have a few customers who are, they're older gentlemen, um, but they- Set oh, in their ways. They're set in their ways. And every single time they come in, they let me know how I look that day. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, oh, you lost that baby weight, huh? Oh, man. Looking good. Jeez. Wow, you really, you really, really, really good. And I'm just like, you are so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. That's not nice. No. Do you have any funny stories about your time working in this business? There's there's many, but is there anything that you can say? That's what I'm <laughs> trying to think. Is there any funny story you can give us that won't get, won't get get anybody in trouble? In trouble? Or <laughs> that's the hard part. The other day. Uh, one of my employees was talking to one of her clients. Now, our client base is mainly Yale. We have uh-huh. a lot of Yale undergrad. I mean, we have some undergrads, but we have mostly graduate students, professors, doctors, you know, anybody who's a lot of people who just work for Yale. Anyway, there was this grad student came in and he just finished his PhD at mm-hmm. Yale. And it's this is, you know, we're in May now, so he'll be graduating in a few weeks. And my... Uh, my coworkers said to him, "Oh, so what are you, what are you doing after, after you finish, you know, finish up here?" He's like, "Oh, I'm going to be going to Oxford." She was just gave this look like, "Why are you going to Oxford?" And she, he's like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Well, there's nothing there. What's an Ox? <laughs> like, I know like there's Black Hog Brewery is there, but <laughs> besides that, like, what is there like something there I'm missing because I don't, I can't think of anything." She and I'm like, I looked at her, I said. I can't say her name. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard of Oxford English? (laughs) And she goes, no. I was like, it's like a huge university. Oh, my gosh. She thought it was Oxford, Connecticut. Oxford, Connecticut. (laughs) And he just looked at her like, I just really can't believe you don't know this. I said, we're hairdressers. Uh, We're not. We're not. (laughs) We don't know these things. Yeah, but you're not like less than educated. Oh, no. We're not. But sometimes (laughs) we are. Sometimes you just have those moments working so, those hard days because you're you're on your feet all day sure. and you're, you're you're talking to a lot of people. So we could say that about her. Yeah, let's be in kind. Let's be kind. Uh, how long do you see yourself actually involved in in the the beauty business or the hair business? If to tell a joke, hairdressers don't die; we just fade away. <laughs> Is that some kind of like hair reference? Yeah, like fade, like a fade, like a hair, like a clipper fade. No. Oh my God. Okay. It's like a musician pun. I know. There's a lot of puns. I have a lot of jokes that have to do with hair. That's the worst. Puns. Pun, like, 
when you salon <laughs> names salon okay. names let's go through some salon names some salon names or wait wait what was just like we got to finish your first question oh, all right uh i i see being behind the chair my goal is 10 more years behind the chair uh-huh. and then and by behind the chair you mean cut, actually cutting, cutting hair. hair and then i think by 40 five i would really like to not be cutting hair anymore sure. and just be running businesses like salons or something else. I don't know. I just, I don't know if my body could take this. That's actually an interesting point as a, as a relatively new business owner, you're, cause you're into it five years, five years now. Um, has it changed your perception on what you can do in the future? In other words, yeah, that's why I got a 401k now. <laughs> you're in the big time. Yeah. Like, do you see it. yourself more as a, like a business numbers person versus. Yes. I really like that part of the someone business. Someone that's like, you know, doing, doing the physical labor. The physical labor is, is fine because I really mm-hmm. like to interact with people, but long term, I don't think my body can handle this. I don't know how people do it until they're 90. I don't. What are the hazards of, of, of being on the job then? Like, like. Is it standing too long? Or? So, you know, your back, there's always back problems. I think every, uh-huh. I, I have arthritis in my back already. You do? Yes. I'm, what? Yeah, I have arthritis in two, two of my spinal. Uh, from standing? From standing. Oh my God. Um, I also, um, my fingers are crooked because they, which is, I guess, a health hazard, but it's just weird. My fingers are crooked too, but yeah. I still managed to play guitar, yo. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they shape to the, the scissors. Oh, really? Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah, they shape to That's like <laughs> when a tree grows into a fence. I am that person. Oh, that's I cool. am the tree person. But um, also, <laughs> also um, as a hairdresser for this long, my lungs, as an organ donor, my lungs are not viable anymore. Because if so, say like I, I died and then they were like, well, we're going to harvest your organs and give them to other people. That's great. But my lungs, they'd probably just throw away Why? because um, the little clippings of hair, the tiny little clippings, really? when we swallow them, they actually act like asbestos and no they just, way. they just kind of stick in your lungs and they don't really like disintegrate. But that's just, that's not like, that's just because you're there. That's like, because I'm there day. every single day breathing it in and I'm standing right there while it's breathing getting... in hair particles. Exactly. So oh, it's wow. just. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So um, hairdressers, as far as, as I've been told by a doctor, are, are not, um, can't be, you just don't use That's not affecting lungs. the people coming in. Though. No, not at all. No, oh, because well, they're, just, they're there and they leave. It's like I'm just standing in a cloud of hair all day. Oh, that's so crazy. I think someone should be really nice and get you an air filter. <laughs> Maybe. So the website is thehivehairstudio.com, correct? Yes. And you do bookings online. We do. Just just haircuts. Just haircuts not, online? Not hair color. Not hair. Oh, so you have I to don't call for people. like specialty services. Yes, I don't trust thing. people to book hair color. Okay. Just want to make sure that we're clear for Crystal. the audience to know. Crystal. So when they go... Don't expect to do a three-hour color job or something like that online. you got to actually nope. talk to somebody. I know. Unfortunately, you have to talk to Katie, our receptionist. She's Why lovely. Why is that unfortunate? No, she's lovely. <laughs> you have nice people at your... I have very nice people. You do have a very nice staff. This is the best staff I've had. I think, and this is where I am going to interject as someone who is privileged to have seen your business grow and blossom... And I've seen the peaks and valleys of it and the people working there. Um, 
Yeah, it is. I would agree with you 100%. This is a very great staff. Yeah, they're very talented. Really nice people. Extremely friendly. Yeah, I was going to say they're really interactive with the people that come in. They are. And have you made like long-term relationship with customers? Oh, of course. I mean, like, I know that you've told me stories because I'm privileged to know that you've cut the hair of an of entire families yes when it was just like the guy and the girl yes. dating or they met at the they met at the other salon or something <laughs> like that and now they're married and now they have children and now you're cutting their hair yeah it's amazing that's actually really cool that's it's really a very sweet. cute story it's really sweet and that's happened how many times a lot a lot a lot just and it's more really sweet more than 10 yeah probably really yeah, I've I've seen so many babies getting born and coming in and Aww. getting their haircut, and it's just so lovely. And when you had a child, and I had our baby, you had a lot of nice customers oh my drop gosh. off some nice, nice I think stuff. I to got you. more stuff from my my customers um, than at my baby shower. <laughs> It really? was a, it was amazing. How many stuffed animals did we get, and clothes, yeah. and blankets, and people knitting things, and it's it was so so nice. Do you think that kind of stuff happens anywhere else, or is it just because? I think it's you know we. The, I, I mean, I'm sure it happens. I mean, you've grown up a, a grown not grown up. You've I have grown, grown up quiet. though, but I have grown, grown up. up. No, you've grown just a great reputation. You're very personable with with the people that you. That I like you to work think for. so. Yeah, I like to think so. So that's kind of reflected in in the treasures you've received back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whether they're, you know, gifts for your your firstborn child or other nice compliments on Yelp, exactly, or something like that. Um, I feel definitely, I have received more than I've given. <laughs> really? It's. I mean, I'm just doing my job. That's tremendous. I think I'm just doing my job, but people are. I think are extremely nice. So in your early years for just doing it for money, yeah, it has grown it has. into a very personal investment with, with the community. Yes, it has. Speaking of which, New Haven, how long have you been living in New Haven? I grew up in East Haven. You grew up in East Haven. Staven. Staven. But, uh, but you've worked in New Haven for a long time. Worked in New Haven for 10 years. More than 10 years. 10 years? 10 years. 10, 11 11 years. And that's where you've developed that's a lot of developed your relationships. a lot of my relationships. I mean, mm. some some people, though, are really nice and they followed me from hairdressing school. Do you consider your... Do you consider the Hive to be a very, quote-unquote, new haven business? I think so. Or is it something that you could open up anywhere? I don't think it's anywhere. I mean, I, I think... As much as, you know, New Haven has a love-hate relationship with Yale, mm-hmm. you, New Haven wouldn't be what it is without Yale. I agree with that. And so we are in an extremely populated area with people who are coming and going constantly. So as soon as some, you know, we're in May now, like I said, so we're going to be losing a ton of customers. Mm-hmm. But in late August, we're going to get a whole new batch of them. Right. And they're going to stay with us, hopefully, for the duration that they're here. Yeah, and we do everything that we can to make them as feel as comfortable as possible from the minute they walk in through the salon door. That's really interesting in terms of building relationships with people and building building trust. Obviously, because I feel like there is a little, not even a little. There's a lot of trust. Like some people are very, very particular about oh, their yes. hair. Oh yes, <laughs> you say that like you've had that run a few times. Oh yes. So, anything else you'd like to talk about? 
for the Hive Hair Studio. Any additional information that you'd like to? Uh, We're open to let Monday know. through Saturday. <laughs> we got all that. Stuff. Oh, sorry. Then um, we'd love to do your hair. You'd love to do. That's it. We love. Yeah, we let us do what we what we do best. All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is Jenna Volano. There she goes from the Hive Hair Studio. Jenna, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me, finally. I hope you. I, I apologize for the last technical difficulty episode that never saw the light of day. And it's uh, a good one, but that's okay. It's okay. This is better. Once again, visit thehivehairstudio.com uh, in locations Whitney Avenue, ninety three Whitney Avenue, and uh, one fifty three Nickel Street in East Rock. In East Rock. All right. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. Goodbye. There you go, folks. Jenna Villano from The Hive Hair Studio in New Haven, Connecticut. Visit thehivehairstudio.com, and they'll take care of all your hair needs. I have some great guests coming up that I'm really excited about over the next few weeks. Amy D'Amato from AIM Productions. Uh, She works with the local Palooza thing every year, which is a really great event. Also have independent writer for The Independent, the New Haven Independent, uh, Karen Ponzio is going to be on the show. She's also a poet and artist, too. She's she's really great. Uh, Chip McCabe. Uh, if you know anything about the Connecticut music scene, then you know who Chip McCabe is. He's got a radio show on Cygnus Radio. He is an independent author. He's an event organizer for the Apple uh, Harvest Festival in Glastonbury. Just a really great guy. And someone you definitely want to get to talk to. Uh, also got my buddy Jeff Burnham coming up, singer-songwriter who happens to be in my band because I am the drummer in his band. He plays bass with me. I play drums with him. He's a really great guy. I also have a very special guest coming up that I can't tell you who it is just yet, but it's kind of a big deal to me. Uh, I'm not sure when the broadcast date is going to be, but uh, hey, I will let you know. I will let you know. In the meantime, it's a crazy world out there. Lots of lots of moving parts out there. Lots of things to consider. You know, I'm a pretty progressive guy, but I never profess my my politics on this show. At least I haven't yet. Uh and I won't start now, but I just want to say be kind to one another. Be kind to the planet and uh, I think things will be okay. Hey, have a great week everybody. Take care. You can tell who the real ones are They won't get you down You can tell who the real ones are They won't let you down You can tell who the real ones are They won't let you down You can tell who the real ones are And I forgot what I was going to ask. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so spaced out right now. There's a paper in front of you. And I know, but I was, this is just, I know, this is just bad questions. <clears throat>